This week's podcast brought to you by Bob da Bomb Dignity. The weather's gotten cold and our son is drinking a lot of hot cocoa now made in a Keurig. And he asked me to get marshmallows at the grocery store. Rebecca, I walked up and down every aisle looking for the mini marshmallows. I did not find them anywhere. They weren't near the hot cocoa. They weren't uh, in the snack aisle. They weren't by the cookies. And a guy who looked very much like Mr. Whipple mm-hmm. from the old Charmin commercials with, with his reading glasses on, down the bridge of his nose, in a, in a, a blue smock, grocer's smock, said to me, uh, can I help you find something? And I said, yes. Do you know where the marshmallows are? And I instantly regretted having said it as soon as I said it. He looked at me over his reading glass and said, well, yes, I do know where they are because, unspoken, I know where everything is in this grocery store. Aisle three, all the way down on the right near the candy. And I found myself apologizing to him for even having questioned his comprehensive knowledge of where the groceries are. Saying says no pain, no gain, and we found that to be fact. The road might twist and turn a bit, but we all arrive intact. Mr. Mom and Mrs. Dad having each other's back. Day by day just to keep it sane Who's the ball and who's the chain It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane This morning in a moving annual uh, rite of winter's arrival I heaved George's rotting jack-o'-lantern into the woods uh, behind our house It's an annual fall, not a rite of passage, but just a fall Well, it got, it got super cold in the last couple of days I, 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 it was 70 something degrees here on Friday, I guess. It was very warm, yeah. Saturday, I had to drive to Buffalo and I got out to pump gas, and I think the temperature had dropped 40 degrees, maybe since I had gotten into the car. I always know that when the, um, when the weather has gotten cold quickly because my tire pressure light, uh, lets me know that. Last night, I'm driving home later in the evening from being in Bristol uh, in studio for women's college basketball and halfway home, my tire pressure light went on. So I went to the gas station and wasn't dressed appropriately for it either. It was like 30 degrees and no coat. And, you know, my hands are numb by the end after putting tire uh, air in the tire. The glamorous life of television. Yes, exactly. You, you leave the bright lights of the studio to pump air into your tires yeah. in a... Just, you know, three hours before I had somebody doing my hair, somebody putting makeup on my face, and I was kneeling in the parking lot of the Cumberland Farms, putting putting air in my tire with my frozen hand. Speaking of driving to Buffalo and automotive uh, mayhem, uh, had a, I don't know, a five or six hour drive on Saturday night. And um, on the New York Thruway, I, 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 was, I was a bit peckish, as you would say, and I stopped... Uh, they're refurbishing the uh, the New York Thruway rest stops. Some of them are completely empty and gutted and being redone. Some, a couple have been redone. There's a Chick-fil-A that was jam-packed, and there's a Shake Shack at one of the rest stops. 
But I, I, I stopped at, uh, I don't even want to say the name of the fast food emporium, but I was the lone customer. Do they have anything on their menu that starts with Mick? They may. Okay. I was the lone. I was the lone uh, uh, user of patron of the of the restroom and the lone patron of this of this uh, establishment. And um, and granted, it was it was you know Saturday night. I think the crowds had had the regular crowd had shuffled out to paraphrase Billy Joel. Mm-hmm. And I, but I was hungry and I ordered uh, a couple of items off the menu. The first was a, a burger that that was hard and cold and 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 it i say this about almost nothing it was inedible and so i sadly I, now I'm, i've driven away i'm in the parking lot at this point i sadly returned it to the bag and and reached for the other item and <laughs> as i told you later <laughs> it, uh, understand i'm very hungry I've been driving a very long time. Uh, highway hypnosis has kicked in, and I just want something to eat so I can go to sleep when I reach my uh, my hotel. And uh, all I can say for the texture, and I wasn't entirely convinced that mine was the first mouth it had been in. That's such a disgusting I thought. Mean, I'm sure it was the case, but, but I then had to sadly... Uh, Sadly, set that aside as well and drive on in in hunger. But but I, I kind of was kind of a admiration for uh, for the the travel experience that that I often have. You know, it's consistent. So when I did reach my destination uh, outside of Buffalo, I checked into the hotel. It was a hotel that had a large uh, "Pardon Our Appearance" sign, which I I, I always find somewhat. Uh, Pardon my refusal to pay the full room rate. Can well, you, exactly. Can you I mean, I mean, that? is it what, what is what is more expensive to refurbish? What's cheaper, I should say, to refurbish your hotel or to put up a piece of paper that says "Pardon our appearance." The latter. Is Did the it look answer. like there was anything going on I, that I, was I, uh, not, getting them closer to having not, a less pardonable appearance? Not that I could tell, but I was I was only going to be there overnight. I just wanted to go to sleep, but I was very hungry, so I did go to. A uh, another local fast food emporium, and um, this is the same. No, 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 different, is, completely di- different. Okay, no, no, no. This is the same night. The same night. Oh yeah, because yeah. you had already stopped stopped at a, a roadside emporia. Yeah, with multiple fast food places. No, there's right? only a single option, and I chose it. Okay, and it didn't go well, and, but, and it was inedible. So now you you're going to your second fast. I'm going food to my second one, but this spot of the day three hours later. Right. So I'm the hunger. Uh, the hunger meters off the, off charts, the charts at this so, point. Yeah, um, it wasn't pleasant. Uh, it wasn't warm, um, but I was going to eat it. I was going to have food, and and I also got a small uh, fountain drink cup with it, and I went to. Well, I can't have anything caffeinated. It's now eight thirty, nine p.m., whatever. Uh, so the only option really was Sprite. So I I stuck the cup under the Sprite dispenser, and I don't know I don't know if it had been uh, if it had been weaponized by local youths who were populating this place, or if it was just the way the machine had been malfunctioning and and nobody cared to fix it. I I pressed the cup against the trigger, and the Sprite somehow shot straight out at me. 
Straight not down, up. not down into the cup, but <laughs> like as if somebody had jammed, you know, a, a, something up there, and and so I was I was shot with a a, a spume of sprite. What did you do? Did you like what I did was I would have squealed. Well, I stood there as if in a movie, kind of dripping uh, with with both rage and indignity and sprite. And then I kind of uh, sighed, shook my head in resignation, and again, you know, you win this round, life. So did you? But did I'm going to I'm going to come back tomorrow and and get back on the horse. Did you turn your cup on its side so you at least could get some sprite? Yeah, I, I, I should have. Uh, you know, when it's raining pennies, you turn your um, was, umbrella upside down. So you were still without a beverage, or did you just no? Get I, some I, ca- I filled I filled my uh, the cup with Minute Maid lemonade, the only other non caffeinated. Okay, and then thing. how was the food from that place? It was it was it's not just, good. It was subpar. And and I have to say, when I ordered what I ordered, the gentleman who was taking my order went over and whispered something in the ear of the gentleman next to him on the on the assembly line. And that guy then came back and told him how you assemble this particular Let me order. ask you a question. Never thought of this before, but subpar. If you're on the golf course, subpar, you're below it's par. It's a good thing. Absolutely. So then why is it when if you're at a, anywhere else, if you're not on the golf course, subpar is a bad thing? This may be the, the best thing you've ever said on the podcast or off the podcast, and I've never... I've never never given that thought. No, I was going to say I've never. Oh, you've been, never loved me more. I, I've never been more attracted <laughs> to you. This isn't a visual medium, Rebecca. You can you can speak. Uh, I'd rather not. <laughs> okay. Oh, and just a bit of housekeeping, Rebecca. Uh, the only note I have in my phone here is um, from last week's podcast. I assume I have no memory of this. I have no memory of anything. Have to do with anything. an ACL button. It does. It says ACL repair buttons are a real thing. Yeah, because because last week we talked and I said how I had a screw in my knee. AZ Fudd said she had a button in her knee. Paige Beckers did not know what she had in her knee. And then we put it into the Google and suspensory cortical buttons. And I know how you love it, how I say buttons. Suspensory cortical suspensory buttons. Suspensory cortical buttons are, are what the type of buttons that are used in an ACL repair. I didn't go any further to, to see, you know what that means or what it looks like. But yes, yeah, so when AZ Fudd says she has buttons in her knee, she has buttons in her knee. Suspensory cortical buttons was also the very first explorer uh, <laughs> to reach the South Pole. But he It also sounds like a that. great teddy bear uh, character, doesn't it, in, in a book? Absolutely. We uh, Speaking of that, I posted um, on my Twitter account uh, part of an interview that we did uh, just, so, I guess it's two weeks ago now, with um, or a week ago? Whatever with uh with with Paige Beckers and uh, talking to her about when she found out um, that her t- her ACL was torn and she got kind of emotional and gave this great answer, um, you know, just about the emotions of what you go through when 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 you realize you have an injury that's going to keep you out for uh for you know six months to a year or whatever it's going to be. And um, anyway, I posted that on Twitter and and it certainly resonates with any athlete, including myself, who ha- who has experienced that kind of a season-ending injury. Continuing the the fast food establishment theme, took the kids to a movie um, this past weekend. And after the movie, we went to Panera and had um, nice light dinner. Some had soup, some had salad. Um, 
was perfect, other than the fact that Panera Bread was out of bread. So if you ordered soup for your meal, you could not get a side of bread. You either had to dip your potato chip or your apple into your soup. Um, but that's the, the, the what struck me after I ate my delicious salad was when I brought my, um, you know, my fork and, and my plate up to return them to the place where you return them. The sign says China and silverware. China and silverware. There is neither. I mean, the silverware is sort of silverware, but China, oh, isn't that a little bit of a stretch? Shouldn't, you know? Doesn't say fine China. I know, but it's not China. And it should maybe be more cutlery than silverware. I had no problem with the silverware. I thought the China was a little bit of a stretch. I took a picture of it. I'll post it on our Instagram so you can see. And, you know, it's right by the trash. So there's stuff shoved in the trash. There's used plates and bowls. Yeah, sure. Um, and... Bet forks and whatever china and silverware well it's no need to get use the salty language that you did when you're referring to it i didn't use any salty you language said you, i said I, en- I enjoyed my meal I, I like food at panera you said you brought your fork and plate to the busing station <laughs> oh that's the salty language my fork and plate <laughs> this was after we had gone to the movie so i haven't we haven't been to a movie in forever the kids and i went to see wakanda uh black panther wakanda forever really enjoyed it and uh, the time of the movie that worked best for us was the th- was when it was showing in 3D. So we go in, sit down. I had forgotten to get the glasses. So I go back out to the lobby of the theater. I ask and get glasses for everybody. The guy almost gives us like kids glasses. The, his coworker, no, the, you know, you got to give her the adult glasses. So anyway, get the glasses. We sit down. We're watching. Watch the previews. <laughs> we watch like the first 10 minutes of the movie. And I'm thinking is blurry and nothing's in 3D. So I take my glasses off and I look down and there weren't a ton of people in the theater, but there was a woman about five or six seats away and she takes her glasses off and looks at me. She says, is this in 3D? I said, no. I said, I don't think this is the right movie. And she said, I'm going to go say something. She goes out to the lobby. She comes back. Somebody who works there comes in and all of a sudden the movie gets shut off. We're 10 minutes into what is going to be a two hour and 45 minute movie. It is almost literally Wakanda forever. Yeah, almost. And the guy who works there says, uh, I'm sorry, that wasn't the 3D version. Or I, I, I have to, he had to do something to make it 3D. So we sit there for a while and he goes back and uh, I don't know what he did. And fortunately, he was able to pick up right where we had ended, like he didn't restart the movie. Um, but it was, I really enjoyed it. I had I haven't seen the first Black Panther, so I'm, I'm kind of eager when I get a, a, a free moment, maybe sometime in April or May to watch that um and the kids liked it too although our, our youngest said i didn't exactly know what was happening I never <laughs> there, there are parts where you have to try to try to discern it especially if you i'm assuming if you haven't seen the first and the one. filmmakers don't necessarily know what was happening either to be fair yeah yeah it um but it was it was good i enjoyed it and uh but it, i enjoyed it more non-blurry and in 3D. I was always grateful for a, a responsible adult in the movie theater when something went haywire like that because otherwise, you I mean, I say the responsible adult, I would still sit there. Right. Well, know, I, you Let know, the movie play out that way, but I'm always glad when somebody intervenes. Yeah, and, and, and I originally was going to drop the kids off and just stay in the area but not watch the movie, but our oldest- I Stay think, in the area. You told me your plan was to sleep in the car. <laughs> it was to go to the car and-, and maybe take a nap it was a sunny sunny afternoon um but that was my original plan and then our our 16 year old daughter she said uh, she's like so i'm in charge of the other guys i'm like no you don't have to be in charge of anything like i'll I'll get you guys your popcorn and your drinks like what do you have to do is just sit there 
but it was clear it was clear that she um wanted a responsible adult in the movie theater and, and good thing I, I i was because i think my interaction with the woman was what prompted her to get up and and say something about the 3d or was it a i think it was uh it was uh in the early 90s was it what would have been Gosh, I can't remember what the movie was, but it was a big movie at the time, and it was on Sanibel Island, late '80s it must have been, with my mom and dad. I was visiting them from college, I think, and the movie broke down, or they showed it out of sequence or something. You know, when you were on Sanibel Island, or the movie I took was, place on Sanibel. No, Island? I was on Sanibel Island. Oh, okay, and uh, and believe me, that was a theater. Full of responsible adults, right. and uh, uh, everybody went and complained. But but as a kid, you could sit there, you know, and you just sit there, obviously. Right. So last week on Friday, I called uh, a basketball game, South Carolina at Maryland. South Carolina is the number one ranked team in the country. They're really really good. This coming weekend, I'll fly out to. Um, to San Francisco because South Carolina, the number one ranked team, is playing at Stanford, who is the number two ranked team. Also very, very good. I can't wait for that game. I think it's just going to be exciting and a, and a blast. Anyway, fly into Maryland and and get in an Uber to go the 35-minute drive. Fly into Baltimore, 35-minute drive. Do you have an, an Uber confession? I have an Uber driver confession. He drives part-time, it's not his chosen profession, but it gives him a chance to share his life's lessons. It's time for the segment we call Uber Confessions. So first of all, when I get in the car, there was something that I haven't had happen to me before. It was like a small size SUV, so I get in the back. The woman, it was a female driver, a woman who was exceptionally nice, big fan um, of her now. Anyway, she said, um, said, I hope you don't mind that Chloe is riding with us. And so ne- between her- You didn't see anybody? I didn't see anybody. Between her and the passenger seat, there was a fluffy um, animal, little animal bed with a 12 pound dog in it. She told me what kind of dog it was. I don't remember. It was just this tiny, black, um, fluffy animal. That's much better than the alternative that, that there was someone named Chloe in the trunk. Right. Or, or Chloe, like an imaginary friend. Yeah, right. Um, so anyway, she and I were, were, were just chatting the whole way. And it was a woman who um, was has three children um, out in Colorado a year ago, she moved back to Baltimore to take care of her mother who um, who has dementia. So we're, we're just having a pleasant conversation. She's had to start having Chloe ride with her in the car because even though her mother knows, has been told, you know, she's not supposed to let the dog out, let's dog out. And uh, anyway, so we're having this conversation. And uh, she mentioned to me how, you know, She'll sometimes do really early morning airport runs. You know, people can schedule on Uber now. So she might get an alert, you know, somebody's scheduling her for 4.30 in the morning, whatever. Um, But how she also like that that evening, um, she was going to be um, going in in near the colleges and was going to be driving a lot of college students. And um, 
And I said, well, you know, how is that? And I'm thinking this woman, I, I don't know how old she is. Her mother was in her 90s and she's got, you know, children in their her, their 30s. So however old she was, said, you know, how, how is it um, when you like are driving college students? And um, I didn't expect her response. She said, I love drunk college students. And uh, I said, really? And uh, she said, yes. She said, especially boys from Catholic schools. She said, because they're silly, but always polite and respectful. They'll say, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. And she said, and the girls all love Chloe when they get in the car and see that I have a dog. They're all excited about that. Um, but she said she's where where she tends to drive is closer to Loyola and Towson. And uh, but yeah, I love drunk college students and uh, especially the Catholic boys. Catholic school boys are so polite. So silly, but polite. I was like, oh. That's that's a sweet description. That was not what I expected her to be telling me about the college students on a Thursday or Friday night. And the girls all love Chloe. And the girls all love Chloe. Shall we get to viewer's mail? Let's get to viewer's mail. Big bad look, throw our lure, reel us in with your viewer mail. Our first uh, viewer's mail comes from Midge, our resident nurse practitioner. Hello, Midge. Midge writes a one. She enumerates her her uh, viewer mail. One, as a former flight nurse, anytime I smell jet fuel, I have fond memories of the teams of nurses, pilots, and mechanics I worked with for 11 years. A flight nurse. A flight nurse. Wow. Do you know what a flight nurse is or does? No. I do because I, I just looked it up. What does a flight nurse do? A flight nurse. There, there are there are uh, military flight nurses, mm-hmm. and there are civilian flight nurses. A civilian flight nurse does just that. Nurses uh, serves as a nurse on flight, like Lifestar or you know flights. Just uh, airplanes or helicopters? Helicopters, as well? airplanes, transporting uh, I mean, that's patients what I from. I would assume what they would do, but wow, from what an one occupation facility to another. Yeah, and a military flight nurse. You know, just I think of MASH helicopters and of course, airplane, and military transport. Although I don't think she was on the plane. So her, she smells the smell of jet fuel brings fond memories for her. Two, I started listening to the podcast at episode ten in January of 2018. You asked how people began to listen, right? Yes. I did go back and listen to the other nine episodes. The podcast was recommended by my friend uh, Ramy R E M I, and she helpfully pronounced. Uh, provides a pronunciation key, and this is this is an actually helpful one. Sometimes the pronunciation key is more confusing. Is more confusing. Than the, yep. Remy like do Remy. Ah, perfect. But there's a last name as well, H U E C K E L. The podcast was recommended by my by my friend Remy like do Remy. Hickle rhymes with pickle. Perfect. Remy Hickle, mm-hmm. an NP colleague and women's basketball fan. It's funny because sometimes um, if I see a name uh, when I'm doing women's college basketball um, or even WNBA, if it's a name that's new to me, if I see it and it looks really hard to pronounce, I'll like almost look away. I want to hear it first because if I hear it first, I'll have no problem at all with it. But if I see it and try to figure it out first, even when I hear it, my brain gets jumbled a little bit. So for me, it's always better to hear it before I see it. Sometimes the spelling will not allow you. It will it will bully you into pronouncing it yeah, the way you think like it a, should be pronounced, it, yes. even though it's not pronounced that way. Yes, exactly. 
know, I heard, uh, I listened to many podcasts on my drive to, to Buffalo, to and from Buffalo, including uh, uh, some Rob Lowe interviews of his actor colleagues. And um, one of them was with uh, Michael Cera. He was in Superbad and many other things. Mm-hmm. And he said um, there was a character in the land before time, a triceratops, whose name was Sarah. He had the same name. And that C-E-R-A, his last name, is you know the C-E-R-A from triceratops. So that's a kind of a mnemonic device, Rebecca, that, that helps people uh, remember how to pronounce certain names. That's a great one. Our next viewer's mail comes from Julie, she writes, hello, Steve and Rebecca. I want to recommend to Steve the radio station in Omaha, Nebraska that I work for, Boomer Radio. This station plays songs from the 50s, 60s, and 70s, music that makes you feel good. We even have a couple promo announcements that include some old taglines that Steve has mentioned that he wants to hear. You can listen online or download the app. She includes includes it. Includes a link. I'm glad she hasn't told you where you can listen on AM radio. Well, you know, have you found your AM radio? Listen, I listen to AM radio. I I drove. I didn't drive my car. I drove. I drove uh, our other car that is AM radio, Mm -hmm. and I listen to AM radio a lot. In my uh, in my, I mean, I drove six hours to and six hours from, uh, in in the span of, I don't know, thirty. 36 hours or something. Something like that, yeah. So I did. I listened to AM radio, uh, and um, I, I enjoyed it. And I heard some some things that I – I mean, I I think I told you I heard a, uh, a commercial for a, a lawyer in Buffalo. Slip and fall, give Birkin a call. Slip and fall, give Birkin a call. Mm. Right? So, Is he telling you to slip and fall and then give him a call? Or it, it, uh, wouldn't it be nice if he said, if you slip and fall? Because it, it, it almost yeah. sounds – because you played it for me. It almost sounds like – Go over there, slip and fall, well, I, 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 and then I, give me a call. I have a feeling he's litigious, so let's yeah. not uh, <laughs> go there. Uh, by the way, Boomer Radio, I, I I I clicked this link just before we started doing this podcast, mm-hmm. and the first thing that came up was uh, that the song that was playing was um, "Please Don't Go" by KC and the Sunshine Band. So, I mean, first time out of the box, it it, it hit it, a home run. Yeah, good. so good. But but I'm technically I'm not a boomer, Rebecca. The, uh, That's true. The boomer. What are you technically? Generate, We've I, talked about this you before, and I are the same, believe it or not. And we are Gen X. All right. 1965 to 1980. Sounds good. Uh, but the music. It's, it's uh, you can listen online or download the app. Uh, or if you're ever driving in Nebraska, Rebecca. You just anticipated her very next line. You could tune in at 1490 a.m. if you ever find the a.m. dial on your vehicle. Oh, perfect. Well, for Nebraska, presumably we'd be in a rental car. And let's be realistic. What are the odds of you driving in Nebraska? I, I would love to be know. driving in Nebraska. You never know. We have online listeners from several states and even other countries. I think it's a station that Steve would enjoy. Tune in and let me know what you think. I, I shall. I, I definitely as I say, I tuned in. Why not? I tuned in uh, briefly and, and heard... Uh, the magnificent KC and the Sunshine Band, but not not you know not one of the disco hits. But please don't go there. Their ballad, Rebecca, mm-hmm. underrated and uh, and underplayed. I'm excited for the start of the WBB season. Writes uh, Julie. I'll go on record now to predict that the Creighton Blue Jays will surprise people this season. As always, thanks for the weekly entertainment. That's W E E K L Y. Well, the Creighton Blue Jays are going to have less chance to really surprise. They are in the top twenty-five this year. 
Well, maybe, may, maybe, and I doubt it, but maybe mm-hmm. she means they will surprise people by by not. No, I think she means if you're not, you know, locked into women's college basketball, you probably don't realize that Creighton is in the top twenty-five or that they're a very, very good team in the Big East. I think um, the uh, the Blue Jays out of the bag, though, with the people <laughs> who are in the know, right, Rebecca? That's right. Uh, Ralph in Maryland writes. I think this is a typo, but who knows? Hi, Restev Q. <laughs> R-E-S-T-E-V-Q. I like that. That's uh, they, the A and the Q are right. Uh, that's you know they're that's our Nasdaq one's symbol. on top of the other in the that's our Nasdaq. I like our it. Nasdaq symbol. R-E-S-T-E-V-Q. Mm-hmm. In case you are wondering, W H E W W H E W thirteen A M Franklin Tennessee. There is a there is a few a W H E W. There had to be right. Yeah. Uh, w H E W thirteen eighty M Franklin Tennessee, W N E W is in New York City. Last I heard, of course it is W N E W, a famous station in New York. Thank you, Ralph, as always. Um, Robert, uh, Robert writes, "Dear Rebecca and Steve, one man's journey to the ball and chain." This is, I think, again another uh, viewer origin story, Rebecca. All right, I love like it. I I love these. I I, f- I find them interesting. As Sports Illustrated transitioned a few years ago from weekly to semi-monthly and finally to monthly publication, I found myself craving more humorous Russian musings. As SI declined in frequency, they did have the courtesy to include a reference to the Ball and Chain podcast at the end of Steve's articles. I started listening somewhere around episode 50, binge listened to catch up on earlier episodes, and have been a devoted listener to the mostly weekly podcast ever since. I didn't remember that. I didn't. I did not. I, I did not know that, Rebecca. They had a reference to Ball and Chain at the Evidently. end of column. Sweet. Sincerely, comma, Bob the Bomb Diggity. I thought you were going to say Bombed Bob. That's, I'm that sorry. sounds unfair. It's Bob the Bomb Dignity. Yes. No, no, no. Oh. Bob the Bomb Dignity. Do you per- think he... Um, parentheses. This is an autocorrect wait, 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 thing. Parentheses. Oops. Spell check. Change it to Dignity. And then the next line, Bob the Bomb Diggity. <laughs> In Huntersville, North Carolina. That's Remember, so Bob great. used to be our simplest of palindromes. Yes. He is now bomb. He then transitioned to Bob de Bomb Diggity. Isn't it so much better? He will now <laughs> forever be known as Bomb de Bomb Dignity. How great would it be if Bob the Bomb Diggity, we could figure out a way to make that a palindrome? <laughs> it would go from the simplest of palindromes the, to the most the, complex. The most Bob de Bomb Dignity, the most complex of palindromes. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Rebecca. Um, we have our penultimate, our penultimate viewer mail. Okay. Are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. Are you ready for this? Ding, 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 ding. I'm ready for it. Um, by the way, I, 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 I will only say this about my time in Buffalo. I was, I was at the Buffalo Bills Minnesota Vikings game for a, a story that will uh, appear uh, probably in the NFL postseason, and the uh, the snow was was. Uh, Going sideways, it was my my hands were numb. It, I mean, phenomenal atmosphere, fantastic. Um, but it it is an acquired taste for I think most people. Which part? Well, just the the, the frigid temperatures and the and the uh, the sideways sort of sleet. Oh, the weather. Yeah, as that's happening, uh, there is a there is a uh, a former Bill on the field uh, imploring the crowd with. Where would you rather be than right here, right now? So that, that dunk, 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 that's what made me think of that. But uh, but um, I, I did think for a moment, 
I'm sure there are people who would could think of many places they would rather be right than right now, but not not football fans. That's, right, that's right. That, that was kind of quintessential classic weather. So when the weather went from 70 degrees to, to 30, literally overnight, uh, it was kind of kind of perfect in that way. All right, Rebecca, are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? Yes. Okay. This is this whatever is, this is. I'm ready. This is awesome. Is what this is. This okay. is fantastic. Uh, dear Rebecca and Steve writes, Mark, I'm writing this as I am watching the Texas versus UConn women's basketball game. I saw that Holly Rowe was in the Moody Center, a.k.a. the Mood, for a Texas Longhorns men's basketball game, and she was impressed by the new Moody Center in Austin, Texas. Please consider this your invitation to come see a Texas Longhorns women's basketball game in the new Moody Center. We have been to a couple of games there, and you won't be disappointed. As you may know, Wednesday, November 9th was National Signing Day, so you may recognize... Number 50 for the Longhorns in the 2023 season. Yes, Abby signs to play for the best-dressed coach in college women's basketball, Vic Schaefer, and the Texas Lady Longhorns. Rebecca, your friend, Abby. I can't not. T- you, you showed me this email for the first time this morning. I cannot even really articulate how excited I am. Abby, Abby was in middle school the first time I met her at a Dallas Wings game. Um and now our little girl is all grown up and has signed a letter of intent to play at Texas. I um, Texas is is very good this year. They lost last night in uh, at UConn. Their their uh, best player Rory Harmon um, is injured, the sophomore point guard. Um, but Texas is really good. They're ranked third in the country, and um, and so I'm certain that next year when Abby is a freshman in Austin, I will be doing a Texas game, and I cannot wait. Um, to talk about her when she's on the court. Like, I feel like I've seen this this kid, I was going to say little girl, but even when I met her in middle school, she was not a little girl. She was a very tall girl. I feel like I've seen her in, in from afar uh, grow up, and I'm just, I'm so excited to watch this kid and here's a <laughs> next pic- year in college. I'm so excited. Here's a picture of Vic Schaefer with her in her uh, uh, the Texas uniform. Yeah, it's... And- and there's more, Rebecca. There's more. Uh, as you can see by her signing table, you know, this now when kids yes. sign a national letter of intent, mm-hmm. there's a ceremony, a signing ceremony, and they have a, 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 a always at a table. As you can see by her signing table, uh, uh, ball and chain swag was well represented. And Rebecca, there's a there's a there's a uh, hook'em in lights. There's a there's a, uh, a cake with. The number 50 on it, her number, your number as well. My number. Uh, the traditional cookies and whatnot. And uh, there's there's a Texas there's Longhorn, Texas Longhorn logo. Uh, bobblehead. And there's a ball and chain coaster. It's amazing. I, I, I have to post this. I have to post this on our Instagram. There's no excuse. This, this is getting up there. Phenomenal. So uh, congratulations, Abby. Congratulations, Dad, Mark. Um, uh, Rebecca, you will not only have to see her next season, but but America will see her. Very exciting. I feel like I feel like uh, I feel like um, the podcast has has grown up. Right? You know, yeah. This, yeah. This is a milestone. This is our first uh, our first appearance at National Signing our Day. Our first our first listener or uh, relative of a listener who is playing women's college basketball. We, we, we take unreasonable 
unwarranted pride. Oh, we do. I know. We have nothing to do with anything, and I'm super excited for this kid. <laughs> super excited. So anyway, that's, that's, that's fantastic. Thank you, Mark, and uh, congratulations, Abby. Finally, uh, our Southern correspondent checks in, Rebecca. Southern correspondent report a bit long with no French but two attachments, to be specific. Okay. You ready for Dr. Gary Siegel? I am ready. DGS writes, Dear Rebecca and Steve, as always, last week's podcast was a joy. And along with so many viewers, thanks again for keeping us entertained. My weekly missives are not a chore but a pleasure, and I only hope that the viewers enjoy listening to them as much as I enjoy writing them. For a change, it is Monday afternoon, not Monday night, and I've sneaked away from work for a few moments to draft this note, which is quite a bit longer than usual, and for which I ask that all bear with my wordiness. Now, Rebecca, imagine a woman in labor as Dr. Siegel sneaks away. Just one moment, for this miss. Missive, for this missive. Just one <laughs> Just moment. Just one moment. One. In a befuddling technical situation, I have postulated that the latest iPhone update has somehow moved the weekly Ball and Chain podcast download from the Listen to Next folder into the Downloaded folder. Thus, Gary the Techno Peasant has to remember to look for the podcast. Rebecca, this, I, I, don't, I don't... I don't have any idea how any of that works. I don't either. But I, I know that when I listen to certain podcasts, you would think that they would be... That that the iPhone, which you know, with predictive text and everything else, seems to anticipate my my every move. Oh, you're driving to right. school at this hour. It doesn't do that with podcasts. I have to go back into the search box and put in the the podcast that I listen to every time. See, mine doesn't. Mine the podcast that I've subscribed to or that I I listen to. Like I just opened my po- my podcast folder and it has them all um, right there waiting for me. And Dr. Siegel can't recall how he got, quote, turned on to the podcast, but uh, he's enjoying the, um, he can't the origin remember? stories. He can't remember. Mm. Uh, three, last he, week. He was the one I was pretty interested in, in finding out, too. Well, he can't remember. And let's remember. not force him to make something, make yeah, up an origin story. Yeah, don't make up, of course. Three, last week I referenced my board membership with a medical office supply company. Please let me clarify from my clumsy prior categorization. The company deals with medical supplies such as vaccinations and medicines, which are able to be sold to practices at a discount, as well as many other aspects of a medical practice's needs. We don't have special office supplies. So he's he's not uh, trafficking okay. in ACL repair buttons, or what did you call them? Suspensories, suspensory uh, cortical. Suspensory cortical buttons. Suspensory cortical buttons. It's not what buttons. I called them. It's what they're called. That's what they're called. Well, Somebody called on that. Four, my favorite non-electric office supply is the three-inch by three-inch post-it note from 3M, which we recall as a fine company that fed a family of four uh, blank heads and one redhead and their parents. The post-it notes also, thank you, Dr. Siegel, for that callback. The post-it notes also need to be the ones where the sticky sides are all in the same place as opposed to the evil ones designed for dispensers where the sticky sides alternate. Rebecca, how do you feel about that? Post-it notes that have all of the sticky on one side on one end or the sticky ones that alternate ending because they, they can accordion out of a dispenser. I, I'm with Dr. Siegel on this. I don't like the ones where you don't know which which end is going to be the sticky end. Yeah, I don't think maybe because we don't have a dispenser, we just have the notes like sitting there on the counter. So yeah, I don't need the accordion ones. We should open a post-it note dispensary. Dispensing uh, post-it notes just with one side sticky, however. We should. Uh, there are also post-it notes that have, uh, I think they have it on four sides. Does that make sense? Am I imagining that? I don't think we, that we got would some, make any sense at all. We got some sticky thing that has like lines that indicate on the on the non-sticky uh, 
side, where the sticky side is on the opposite side, if that makes any sense. Anyhow, five, I've taken the opportunity to reread the Sports Illustrated article dated August 23rd, 1999 about Dusty Baker. As per usual, it was a great article. Well, thank you, Dr. Siegel. Six, we have two group chats, one with the children and their spouses and one with just the children. We can speak a bit more freely with just the two millennial children. Do you suppose there is some uh, critical... Uh, by by which I mean criticism uh, in the non in the one in which the spouses are are have been excised, Rebecca. I don't know because well, some... and and do you have a do you have a group chat with just the children that 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 excludes me? No, but I do have a group chat with just some of the children. Like if I just if I need to uh, text a couple of them about picking them up at school or sure. something, why would I include well, you course. on that? Seven, speaking of group chats, after our four-year-old New Orleans granddaughter did something cute and zany, I could not help but post the following. And 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 he, and he creates a scenario here, Rebecca. Okay. Karnak the Magnificent holds an envelope to his head. His answer to the question sealed inside of the envelope, never before seen. Gray hair. Hmm? Gray hair. Gray hair. This is a Karnak. Okay. Gray hair. Gray hair. Opening the envelope reveals the question, what will Jane, not her real name, give to her parents in swift fashion. Very nice. Eight, I'm glad we've solved the public's parking pickup space issue in the hospital deck in which I park many times a large dually pickup parks near the entrance such that getting into the lots is a bit of a tight squeeze. He helpfully encloses a footnote because I don't know what a dually is. Dually, a pickup truck with four wheels, two yeah. on each side of the rear axle. Double oh, wide. Oh, those, those, uh, those, those, mm -hmm. Rebecca. Yeah. Nine, Steve, have you found AM on your car radio? I have not, but I found AM on our other car radio, as discussed earlier in the podcast, and found a uh, a commercial jingle for a, for an attorney in Buffalo. Ten, speaking of the hospital, the baby count as of Monday is three boys, zero girls, two vaginal births, one unplanned but not urgent, i.e. we can do this tomorrow morning, cesarean. One unplanned but not urgent cesarean, i.e. we can do this tomorrow morning. I, I mean, it's easy. Maybe it's not easy and, for him to say, but... Not urgent. I'm sure it was urgent for a couple of the parties involved. And, and three circumcisions so far. Well, you know exactly what he means. Yes. I mean, um, no, I do. We, we were sent home the first time with our firstborn. On, yes, we when were. On December 23rd. We were. We were. That's right. We were. We were. So I didn't consider and, it very urgent. I know. And so as, when, a, as a non-pregnant party. When we were sent home, including with sleeping pills, I'm like, why? What? This doesn't seem right. I, I, I. Was it a sleeping I, pill I left, or a painkiller that they I sent left some, me home I left with? some sleeping pills for you as well. Yeah. And I'm like, well, he has no trouble sleeping, but this feels a lot like labor. And then when I went back the next day, imagine that. But that yes, was, we, we were in, sent we went home. In on December we, we had a good night's sleep. We returned. We, we went in the night of December 23rd. Rebecca, I mean, this we was, were sent home. You may recall this was pre-Uber. So I was I was your Uber driver. You were, you were, you were an important part of the process. And I wanted to make certain that it wasn't one of those births where people were, give birth in the back of a taxi. You were an important part of the process, but not integral. I could have done it without you. I could have found another driver in, in the process or whatever whatever was going to happen was going to happen, whether or not you drove me somewhere. <laughs> True. Anyway. Uh, 11. This is 11 of 12, Rebecca. At the small hospital at which I practice, overly complex Starbucks coffee machines are located in the doctor's lounge and in the administrative office. We have an overly complicated Keurig. Did we talk about that on the uh, podcast? No, we save save that for the next okay. one. Okay. We also have a small Starbucks store open only during the week, and luckily, a Keurig machine in the ER that is always accessible. 
Labor and Delivery has an old-fashioned restaurant-style two-burner round coffee carafe machine featuring a mis misnomer, fine coffee, because, as a Weisner said, it is not fine coffee. I wonder if that is a, uh, what are those, those glass, bulbous, orange, what are they called? What's the brand, Rebecca? Come on. Know. You know you, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's in every movie, in every diner. They have the glass coffee urn, bun, B-U-N-N, -N, right? Bun. Don't you don't know? No. Have you never been in a diner? I've never seen a movie in set a in a diner. In a diner or in a diner? In a, nothing, in a diner. B-U-N-N, no, but I have been, I'm familiar with Google. Uh, bun, B-U-N-N. You'll that's look at a, a bun coffee maker yeah, a kind of and coffee you'll maker. know exactly what it is. Sadly, the over, overly complex Starbucks machines pictured below are some combination of a Rube Goldberg device that mated with the board game Mousetrap. <laughs> and they are out of order around 30% of the time. Uh, and let's see, Rebecca, there is a there is indeed a an out of order. Oh, it's got a it's got a touch screen. That, that's never gonna Oh, we have those. They yeah. we they have those at ESPN yeah. and they're always out of order. For the techno peasant uh, Dr. Siegel, they're always out of order at, at work as well, you say? Yeah, and well, in fairness, during COVID they just stopped supplying them. So I um I don't know if they're no longer if they're still not plugged in or if they're just out of order. Okay, um, continuing. Um, furthermore, when working, frequent user maintenance such as changing the filter paper and or emptying the internal waste bin is needed. Thus, wise and practical DGS now keeps in the call room a box of Keurig cups for his daily fix. Lastly, in order to illustrate what the round coffee carafe looks like, I've attached a short clip from the fourth installment of the Dirty Harry movie series, Sudden Impact, in which star Clint Eastwood gets his morning coffee before addressing a crime situation in a San Francisco diner and Rebecca... I'm looking at that now, and and uh, and man, that is one impressive. Uh, there's there's uh, a roll of what appears to be a roll of toilet paper in there. Uh, oh no, I'm sorry, that's not that's something else. That's uh, the Dirty Harry clip. Is uh, is Harry walking into the Acorn Cafe, and uh, and there is classic movie diner coffee dispenser. And lastly, uh, Rebecca, um, the the F1 report. Oh, uh, the good young George Russell, seven-time world champion, Lewis Hamilton's Mercedes teammate, won his maiden race at Sao Paulo in, in a 1-2 Mercedes finish during a season in which Mercedes has been on the back foot since March and without a prior race victory. With one race left in Abu Dhabi, if Lewis doesn't win, this will be the first season since 2007 in which he hasn't won a race. Luckily, my son and I were present in Montreal in 2007 for Lewis's maiden victory, then in a McLaren. That's pretty historic, uh, Dr. Siegel. The bad... Double world champion Max Verstappen was asked by Team Radio to let teammate Sergio Checo Perez through from 7th place to 6th place, as that would give Checo a slight lead for 2nd place in the championship and not change the team's already won Constructors' Championship. Max refused to do so and said on Team Radio that the team knows why. Checo, while not a champion, has been and remains an integral, Rebecca, a word you just used, mm -hmm. part of the team and certainly has contributed greatly to the team's success. Well, that's too bad and uh, kind of a Bush League. With warmest regards, Gary, Dr. Siegel, as always, you've you've delivered, which is your job, and uh, and you do it in, in multiple ways, on multiple days. Mm -hmm. Rebecca, that's all I've got. That's enough. It's plenty. Denny, thank you very much. Tom DeCari, play us out. Sing says no pain, no gain, and we found that to be fat. 
road might twist and turn a bit, but we all arrive intact. Mr. Mom and Mrs. Dad having each other's back. Day by day, just to keep it sane. Who's the ball and who's the chain? It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane. Six of us and the family pet live in the cuckoo nest. Daily grind puts sanity to a daily test. Androgynous and vigorous, what we give for a little rest. It's day by day just to keep it sane. Who's the ball and who's the chain? It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane. It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane. It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane.